Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. On Good Authority has had over a million downloads, regularly appears on the top 100 career podcast list, and has been named one of the best publishing podcasts by LA Weekly and Kindlepreneur. Please welcome OG Authority host, New York Times bestselling author, Anna David. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves. Then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Hello there. Welcome to the show that believes just because you're an author, you don't need to be broke. Yes. Uh, My name's Anna David. Welcome to the show. If you're new, I am all about building a book, uh, building, using your book to build a business. And my guest today, but before I tell you about them, if you want to know my secrets, go to um, authoritysecrets.club and uh, you will find them out. Uh, today's guest definitely believes in the importance of a book when it comes to building a business. He is the uh, go-to affiliate guy. And really, if you don't know what that means, it basically means he is really good at helping people get other people to sell their stuff. He's done it for Tony Robbins. He's worked with my friend, Kevin Harrington. He's worked with Lewis Howes. And he just launched his first book. And he used all that he knows about affiliate launches to launch the book. Um, It gets very into the weeds in some marketing speak. Um, And we delve into hitting the bestseller list at the beginning, which you know I think is a waste of time, whatever. Uh, Not a waste of time, uh, something not to focus your energy on. Um, but, But then he talks about his best tips for anybody who wants to use other people's support to launch their book, including um, where you look on Amazon, um, how you pursue those people, how far ahead of time you should pursue those people, and why you should be studying how other people launch books. That includes putting aside a budget to buy books, maybe even books you're not interested in, uh, sign up for their list. Maybe listen to their podcast if they have podcasts, see how they're talking about their books, sign up for their list under a different email than you buy the book. He's got all these tips. Um, so uh, his name is Matt McWilliams. And now I give you, oh, before I give you, you can get the show notes by going to legacylaunchpadpub.com slash blog slash Matt MC. And now I give you Matt McWilliams. Well, Matt, congratulations on your book launch. Thanks. Let's talk about how, you know, you're the affiliate guy. How did you use affiliates uh, and your knowledge about that in this book launch? Yeah, I mean, that was everything. Um, I mean, affiliates were probably 
95% of total sales from the book, uh, at least in terms of pre-orders through uh, kind of the first week sales, you know, that was, that was our strategy. So uh, we, we knew early and, and often, so to speak, we did not have the firepower to, you know, to hit the list or, or, you know, really do anything special without our partners. Mm-hmm. And so that became a, you know, we'll talk more about the specific strategies, but that became a huge part of it. Uh, we knew going into it and even like working with the publisher in advance, you know, when, when we did the book proposal, it was like, yeah, you know, here's the strategy. It's the strategy we've used for uh, Lewis Howells before I mean, his first book kind of launched him as, as a somebody, you know, yeah. uh, we had over a thousand affiliates, you know, I mean, wow. 95% of sales were from affiliates and he was a number two New York times bestseller. Uh, it's even Brian Tracy, who'd already sold, you know, millions of books. We still tapped into affiliates. And while he sold, you know, 40 or 50,000 of his speaking book on his own, we also sold 52,000 through affiliates, you know, do you know your and book so, sales? I do. Yeah. Well, at least as of uh, February 1st, I don't know now. I don't, I don't, I don't even look at them anymore. Cause no. quite frankly, I know they're not enough to hit the list, you know, week in and week out. So yeah. I, I gotta be honest. I don't care. <laughs> I really well, don't. <laughs> be two, another data point that I don't need. Listeners to this, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I constantly say, don't check uh, your book sales. Just since you were citing book sales, I thought, oh, maybe this is one of the first guests who's going to actually talk numbers. Um, You know, that my, you know, I I don't know how much you know about me, but, you know, I did six books with Harper Collins. One of them did, my Simon & Schuster book did hit the New York Times list. Um, And now what I do is I help entrepreneurs uh, publish books. And a lot of them hit Wall Street Journal and USA Today. But as I constantly preach, it is not about book sales. It is about who reads your book. I'd rather have 100 Mm -hmm. people read my clients' books and have those 100 people's lives changed than 10,000 who aren't going to care, let alone 50,000. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted both. I mean, you know, there was a, I would say there was a, um, you know, a strategic strategic element to us hitting the list that was important for us from a business perspective. So that certainly played a role in it. And so what we did, just to give you some perspective, we actually looked at two years worth of the NPD data, uh, whatever NPD stands for, I forget. Uh, our publisher mm-hmm. sent us the data. I don't even know what national publisher distributors or something like that. I don't know. And so we looked at two years worth of data. And basically what we said was, okay, our goal is to, to, t- to take the number that it takes to get to the list. If we had launched in the worst possible week in the past 104 weeks, you know, in other words, what was the, no- what was number 10 in the, like, if we had launched in the worst week, you know, the highest number that it took to hit that. And then we of course had a lower number. Okay. What was the average, you know, that, that hit the list. And then we had a few other, you know, metrics that we were looking at. And uh, so we had that number. That was our goal all along. Yeah. Um, now we ended up screwing something up and now I'll, I'll just come out and say what we messed up and it'll be a lesson for everybody. Um, so my book launched on January 10th of 2023 on January 4th, I was in an email thread with our publisher and, you know, she sent the early numbers and I'm like, that doesn't look anywhere close to our numbers, you know, cause we're, we're tracking things on our end. I'll, and I'll, I'll walk, I'll talk to you about how we were able to track them on our end in a little bit, but I'm like, that looks nowhere close to our number. And I'm like, uh, what? I think I just responded with like, like, what? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That is not the number we're getting. What, what are, you know, where's the disconnect here? 
And she's like, well, just a reminder, that's the only hardcover sales. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, is there any reason why you're only reporting to me hardcover sales? And she's like, well, that's the hardcover book sales are the only ones that count toward the list. I went, you know, I never knew that. And it was one of those things, you know, Anna, where everybody assumed I knew that because we'd run seven big book launches before. We had, we had, we'd actually run 12 book launches, had seven bestsellers with our clients. Everybody assumed I knew that it was only the hardcover books that counted. It was not the audio books and the other versions didn't count toward the list. And I, I just had this sinking feeling because we were ahead of our goal. And I mean, it was like the, your puppy just died feeling like, oh dear God, you know, I'm, this whole thing is just crumbling down around me because, and everybody said the same thing. We are so sorry. We just assumed you knew. You know, well, because you, you run. Didn't, but I'm sure you know this. There's separate New York Times lists for audiobook, yep. for ebook. So, so why yep. was your publisher not interested in those lists? Uh, because I mean, for Wall Street Journal, we were interested in really com- condensing all the sales into one format because there, we could, we we just didn't. Again, we didn't have the firepower to hit. You know, the audio. Like, we're not Michelle. I'm not Michelle Obama. Newsflash, right? You know, I'm not a. Uh, there, there's a unicorn, James Clear. You know, he's been number one for like 108 weeks in a row. Those are the types of things that just, you know, sometimes you can't even explain somebody like James, you know, the book took off. It resonated with some people. It's in Costco and Sam's club. And, and, you know, those things happen. We didn't, that was not going to happen with us. And we didn't have the, the early, you know, you know, we're not, I'm not Prince Harry, right. I'm not related to anybody Royal, although I am distantly related to the Archduke of Serbia, just as a fun fact there. So we didn't have that going for us. We had, this was a, a very guerrilla campaign, the only way we we're going to do it was just hustle and, 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 and hard work. And so we wanted to put all of our efforts into one. Well, I just didn't know. And, yeah. uh, and again, everybody assumed that so I you- did because I'd run those book launches. We'd been on just the affiliate side. And so when we came in, it was one of those things I went back and looked and sure enough, every one of those book launches that we had run, they were only hardcovers. But I never paid attention to that. And I never asked the question, why are we only selling the hardcover? It was like, I was so focused on my lane. So it almost cost us. Um, It ended up being one of those things where it made our jobs very, very difficult uh, when it could have been really, really easy. Because most of those people who purchased the audiobook and the other formats, they would have got the hardcover because of the bonuses that we offered for for the pre-order, which we can talk Mm -hmm. about. So, yeah. Um, I a lesson though. <laughs> Learn and, the and hard I, no- way. I noticed um, you didn't emphasize uh, reviews. A lot of people will emphasize, I want to get, you know, hundreds of reviews. That mm-hmm. wasn't a focus for you. Uh, we did after the fact, you know, after, you know, once the book had launched, we did turn our attention to getting reviews. Uh, we did a pretty good job. Like we had a couple of strategies that worked really well with that. Uh, one was from a friend of mine, Kyle Young, you know, he was like, um, get them to say something nice about the book when you're in a live event. So one of our bonuses was a live event, a virtual event. It was a half day event that you could come to. We worked through the exercises from the book, answered questions, shared some material, like some deleted material that wasn't in the book. You know, Hey, a lot of you have asked about this. And actually I had an entire 2000 word section that we had to cut you know, out of Mm. 35,000 words from the book, you know? So here's some of that. And it allowed us in there. I was like, now, hey, guys, what do, you, what do you think about the book? Tell me something good about the book. And, you know, 25 people were like, oh, and I said, hey, do me a quick favor. Here's a link. Go there. You know, copy and paste what you just wrote here and leave it there. And so that uh, if I could offer any advice, you know, so so we as listeners know, 
always aim for over a hundred reviews the week mm-hmm. of launch because social proof makes such a difference in terms of more book sales on Amazon and 98% yep. of the sales are coming from Amazon. So, um, and I, and I've done a number of episodes on that. So, so the affiliates, so you focused only on pre-launch for your affiliates and walk listeners through if they wanted to do uh, affiliates. We've had Amber Vilhauer. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she talks a lot about. Uh-huh. Uh, Amber's you know, the reason why this book actually did it, did what it did. Um, so I, I'll how, tell a story about her in a second. Yeah. How does your process differ from hers? I don't know. I don't know her process. Um, she's actually the, the, I'll, I can tell you what we did. And it's probably pretty similar. Um, Amber and I just happened to have a casual conversation uh, about two years ago. And I was telling her about the book and, you know, my goals for it. my goals at that time were like, I just want to have a book and I don't really care. It's like, it's like a big business card, you know, that kind of thing. She's like, I was getting ready to sign, um, a, with a really small publisher. And she's like, don't sign, don't sign. Why not? She's, she's like, just don't do it. She's like, I need you to talk to my friend, Kevin. She introduced me to an agent. Um, she was like, Matt, this book can be, this book can be so much bigger. Please just don't sign the contract yet. She's like, just talk to Kevin first. And she's the one that sold me on the fact that this thing could be a, you know, a bestseller that it could be, you know, we could get a major publisher and then it could be so much bigger than, than what I had in mind. Um, Mm -hmm. so just, yeah, fun story about Amber there. She's, you know, I thank her in the book because she's the one who kind of believed in the book more than I did in the early, early phases. And she's the reason why I ended up getting my dream publisher. You know, if you look at my bookshelf, about a quarter of the books are published by Ben Bella, you know, and and that's who we ended up working with. So, um, that was all Amber, you know, like none of that would have happened. I would have, I wouldn't even cared about really doing a big book launch. It was, it was more for just the, again, the, having the business card, you know, the big business card that you can give away at conferences and stuff like that. So, um, but I can walk you through just, you know, kind of what we, this is what we've done for clients is what we did for this one. Um, you know, it started, we already have an existing affiliate program. A lot of people don't, but so we did have some affiliates to pull from. I'm not going to focus too much on that because I'm going to assume that somebody doesn't have that, mm-hmm. you know, the, this listening, if you've already got affiliates, well, duh, reach out to them first, get them to sign up to promote the book. Um, then what we did was we did, we call it the Amazon rabbit trail. So, um, you know, Amazon makes our job really easy. If you go and find one book, just pick one book that is, you think compares to your book that came out in the past 18 months to two years, Amazon will then tell you all the other books to look at, of course, and you keep going down the rabbit trail. So what we do is we thought of one book that was similar to ours that had come out in the past couple of years. And we went and we found everybody that had promoted that book. Mm -hmm. So let's just say 32 people, you know, everybody that had promoted that book and we reached out to them, whether it was a podcast interview. I mean, I did over 165 podcast interviews now uh, for the book, whether it was a podcast interview, a blog review, they promoted it on social media. They did a YouTube video for whatever, like it didn't matter if they promoted that book, we wanted to reach out to them. Well, then Amazon says people who bought this book also bought this book. So we then went, and clicked on seven of those that, and maybe four of them had come out in the past two years. The reason why that two-year frame is important is if a book came out six years ago and somebody promoted it, they might not even be in business anymore. They might've sold it. Mm-hmm. They might be in a different niche. So that two-year window is a good balance between not being too strict and being just strict enough that there's a likelihood they're still doing the same thing with a roughly same size audience. And they're going to want to promote this book. 
And right. so then we used uh, a, a, a product, a uh, service called Listen Notes. I'm sure mm-hmm. most people have heard of it. That gave us like, we found a podcast and it said, you know, this, so-and-so interviewed this author a year and a half ago. We could use Listen Notes to see when was their last episode and where does their podcast rank? Those two things are important because number one, where, when was their last episode? What was a month ago means they're not doing their podcast anymore. We're not even need to, don't even bother reaching out to them. You know, yeah. it's just, it's old, it's gone stale. And where does their podcast rank kind of tells us where the priority is. If it's 0.1% of all podcasts, like high priority, let's get on that one. You know, top 5% it might not even be worth our time. Mm. You know, they're probably going to, they probably have 200 listeners per episode, but we did use the strategy early on. I made sure to get on about five, seven kind of smaller podcasts, uh, about four months out. And they released during the launch season, but we did about, I think I did like seven actually that were, and I did them about every three days so I could think in between. And that allowed me to kind of craft the narratives and, and think through, okay, what's the messaging? What are the stories I'm telling over and over again from the book? What are the questions I'm getting asked? Uh, there were a couple questions where people were like, hey, in step nine, you, you share this acronym and I'm going, oh crap, I forget. What's the A stand for? You know, so I was like, let me add that to my notes to make sure I put that in, the, you know, in my notes for, so if somebody asked me, what is like, I went and memorized the acronym. So I didn't forget them and stuff like that. So we did that. And so we would go down that Amazon rabbit trail and we ended up reaching out to over 6,000 people who'd promoted a similar book in the past two years. Uh, we ended up getting about 450 of them to promote this book, uh, whether it be again, podcast interview, video interview, uh, email campaigns, blog posts those became the core of, of the marketing for the book. Well, your team was extremely aggressive about getting you on this. So I know how determined they are. How would somebody (laughs) um, listening, if they went and they looked at a competitor's book or a book that inspired them and wanted to do that same thing, what was your method for finding the contact information, um, figuring out who promoted this Mm -hmm. book? Yeah. So starting out with who promoted it, um, we used Google. (laughs) If you can believe it, Um, we would narrow the search results. You can just, you can tell Google, show me the search results. And we specifically wanted um, things that were published in the two months before the book launch. So we, you know, it shows you when the book launched on Amazon, like this book came out September 13th, 2021. So we would go back to August, probably August, in that case, we go back to about August 1st to maybe August 15th. We didn't want people who were talking about the book four months later, like, oh, I read this book. It was amazing. Mm. And it was just kind of a generic thing. We specifically wanted people who promoted the book launch. Yeah. So if you were talking about the book before it came out, or really, really ideally, it was like September 10th, uh, or I'm sorry, it's like September 5th through 23rd was like the real range that we really wanted to hone in on that example. Cause these are people who are promoting the pre-launch through like the very early phases, not just a, you know, a generic mention of the book. So that's specifically, we honed it into that frame and we go to Google, okay, who's promoting it? What podcast episodes came out during that period of time? Who interviewed them? Uh, as far as contact information, uh, listen notes was a source for podcasts. Uh, that'll give you contact information. Um, there are a couple other services we use. Um, I mean, the team uses, I don't even remember some of them now. Clearbit Connect is one of them. 
Um, it's a Gmail plugin where you can kind of get some stuff there. Uh, Rocketreach dot, I think oh, co. Yeah, there's a rocket. Yeah. There's a Rocketreach.io and a Rocketreach.co. It's the one that finds emails, not the one that does something else. LinkedIn. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's dot co. That one was a big one, and because that one will give us their personal email address. Um, so yeah. yeah. And so, so that's how we found the emails. And then, then you asked friends to send newsletters. I'm assuming newsletters was a big part of it, not just podcasts. Yeah, we had well into, I mean, between the affiliates that we picked up and the, you know, I mean, this is the cool thing. Like 70% of our sales came from people that I did not know prior to the book launch. That's the thing about a book. And I know your, your audience knows that in it, it opens doors that, Hey, here's my webinar. Here's my course, or here's my other product. They, they just don't open, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so, and I think that's just part of, I think it's, I was telling uh, somebody the other day, I think it's part of our DNA because we're brought up with books you know, you're not taking your three-year-old to a webinar. You're not, you're not, right. you're not, you know, you're not having your, your three-year-old listen to a podcast episode before bedtime, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do? You read a book. So I think after well, however long books have been around, what, 500 years now, that, you know, since Gutenberg invented the printing press, um, it's in our DNA. And so there's something special about it. And so it opens those doors. And because of that, yeah, I'd say about 70%, 65, 70% of all sales came from people that Prior to the book launch, I didn't know who the heck they were and they didn't know who the heck I was. Mm -hmm. So that's the cool thing about what I'm sharing is it worked. Like you don't have to be somebody who already had an existing affiliate program or know a bunch of people with a bunch of friends in your niche. You know, yeah, I had some great partners that I've had long-term relationships that promoted the book and made, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of sales. But so much of them came from people that I can't tell you how many times I showed up for the podcast and it's like, this is the first time that we're ever speaking. <laughs> and, and so it works. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. And so when people are listening and they go, I don't really even know what you mean by affiliates. I'm a creative person. How mm -hmm. do you break that down? Very simply, it's somebody that, uh, you know, the concept's been around for 5,000 years. It's somebody that promotes you in exchange for a financial reward. And so from a tech standpoint, you don't have to get into all the super nerdy tech stuff. But, you know, basically if I, um, you know, if you got a book, Anna, and I promote it to my audience, I will have a link that tracks back to me. It sets a cookie and uses some other tracking IP address and other things that are totally just in case anybody's asking, but what about all the new anti-cookie stuff? Those are third-party cookies where you can't share data with other people. Like I can't, you can't share that I sent a click with Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. that that's illegal now in most areas. Uh, this is first-party data mm -hmm. where I'm tracking you for my own purposes, not selling it. So just to be clear on that. So we track that. And then if they buy anything and we can talk about the funnel, cause that's the, that's the ultimate ticket for the affiliates. Um, then it says, Oh, Matt sent that. And there was a $200 transaction. Let's say we agreed to a 50, 50 commission, give Matt a hundred dollars. And so what we did from a, from a tech standpoint is we set up that this is why pre-orders were so huge we set up a pre-order campaign where there were specific pre-order bonuses 
we created URLs like, you know, the URL and then it'd be like, so yours, for example, is passions into profitsbook.com forward slash Anna, you know? And so that URL, they go there, they purchase the book elsewhere. Now this was key for our objectives because we didn't want to sell the books directly. I did not want to have a warehouse full of books. I didn't even want to use Ingram or whatever. We were using Penguin Random House. So they, they dealt with all that. And we wanted a certain number of orders to go through Barnes and Noble. Um, we know the stats about 97, 98% buy through Amazon. We wanted to get at least 5% of sales through Barnes and Noble because we wanted to get it in stores. And we did, uh, we ended up getting it nationwide and actually just got another order from them. So, uh, and it's a lot. Yay. Um, and so, so we got Barnes and Noble and part of what we did there was we had a special bonus. If you purchased through Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. um, it was just a little extra, a little something, something. So you go to the URL you go then for to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Target or wherever you know you're buying your book. You come back, you enter your information, that redeems your pre-order bonuses, and then on the back end of that are offers that are relevant to the book. Mm-hmm. And about 18% of people upgraded to some additional offer, and we paid out a 50% commission on all those sales to our affiliates. And so, you know, we had affiliates that are promoting a $25 book that earn $10,000 plus in commissions. And when you say offers, just to be clear, so you mean courses, you mean Mm -hmm. events, you mean coaching programs. Yep. Uh, It could be anything. It could be anything. Ours was, um, we had a course. So we offered substantial discounts so that there was some urgency there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had a course. We had a course. Gosh, I always forget the other one. Uh, Some sort of other training, but I can't remember what it was. And then uh, another course and then our flagship course. And that was the funnel. You know, there were three, three steps in the funnel mm-hmm. essentially. And, and we had about 18% upgraded to something um, of those about 25% upgraded to the next thing. And of those about 25% upgraded to the next thing. And that's a, it was a, we actually converted a little bit higher than we expected. Um, our average order size in the back end was over $128. Uh, we were so- budgeting for 90. So That's great. And so do you know your totals that, uh, you know, people think, oh, it's just about the money I make from book sales. Uh, Your launch, you know, so Pat Flynn famously made 111,000, you know, from his, uh, the free course that he had in Will It Fly, which led Mm -hmm. to the paid course. Do you know that number? Uh, We're already over 100,000. That much I know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pre-orders, we were at about 84, 84, 85, I think, somewhere in that vicinity. Um, in terms of money that we made from that was sorry, that's net profit though. So we total sales would have been 169,000 and just under 169,000. Um, and so just for inspiration, the biggest yeah. one I've heard of is Mike Koenig's, which was 8.5 million. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, book launches compared to like our product launch. I mean, we've run for like clients, um, yeah. we've run dozens of seven figure launches. Product launches are completely different. Book launches, the reality. No, I mean is, the biggest you know, book launch I've heard about. You need eight point five million from that. From, from That's what? Insane. Yeah, it's a previous podcast episode. It's from okay. what? The, That's aggressive. It's amazing. It's amazing. And that's like immediate and immediate sales or like long-term sales. No. So basically the, okay. the, the book led to a course, the course led to an event and the event led to the sales. So it was a Okay. Foul. Yeah. Cause we're not even close to the end of that. Um, I know just in sales from the book, we, so we, 
we are tracking this. It's a little bit funky in our system, but so we know like we just did our biggest webinar ever. All right. Um, part of that was because 60% of the people on that webinar were people who bought the book mm. and we did it. We, we weren't stupid. We did it six weeks after the book launched, knowing full well that most people would be right around that step in the book, mm. you know? And so we did this training. Uh, I was, I mean, it wasn't even close. We did almost twice as much as we've ever done on a webinar. Mm. And so that was awesome. And we know a lot of those came indirectly or directly from the book. What's been fascinating is we really only have one offer in the book and it's a $47 course. Mm. The other way is through the resources page. So we, we have tons, I mean, probably 25 to 30 things that are free on the resources page. So it's in the book, you go to the URL and then from there, there are things that you can then upgrade into from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, just in, in webinar and after book sales, like things that you can buy that are directly from the book where the UR, there's a special URL. That's how we're tracking it. That's from the book. It's 225, 230 right now. I mean, it's got maybe even a little bit higher. I mean, it's, it's like, I'm, I've been blown away because we were not budgeting. It's not that I'm an idiot. We just forgot about that. When we were doing like our planning, we weren't really thinking, oh, we're going to sell a lot more, you know, of this course. And that means a lot more people are going to buy our, you know, we call them funnel Fridays where we send out an email and offer a free download and it goes into a funnel. And it just wasn't one of those things that registered. And all of a sudden it's like our normal funnel Friday brought in, it was, on, it was like three, $400, you know, which was fine. It's like extra money. Cool. Yay. Um, all of a sudden they're doing over a thousand bucks. And I'm like, and I remember asking our, I, I asked our ops manager, I was like, is this because you redid the funnels? He's like, and I'm, cause I thought he had redone some, he's working on them right now. Like, man, the new funnels are working. I'm like, well, way to go, bud. He's like, yeah, I didn't release those yet. <laughs> I'm like, well then what is, why are they suddenly over at the, We've never had a thousand dollar Friday, you know, other than like when we do a big promotion, he's like, it's just the book buyers. You know, you gotta remember this part I did know paying $25 for something means they are infinitely more valued than if they'd opted in for free. Mm. I mean, the, the, the level at which like it's, it's $25 purchase. It's just, it's, it's the pack of gum. It's the equivalent of the pack of gum in a grocery store. Right. Yeah. But they now are so much more valuable than somebody who came in through any other offer. Mm -hmm. And we already knew that instinctively because if they come into our funnels and purchase a $17 product, long-term they're worth, you know, 20, 25 X of somebody who doesn't buy the $17 product. You think 17 to 25 is a pretty good equivalent. So it's created great buyers for us. And I just want to walk it back for people who aren't as familiar with all of these marketing terms. So, so really what it means is you had, you had one link or QR code in the book and it, you were saying it led to your resources page or it mm -hmm. led to a $47 product or both. We had both. We had both. So every, there are multiple mentions of the resources page in every chapter because, you know, we're saying, go download the template here. Yeah. Um, things that I wanted to include in the book, but it would have been a 175,000 word manuscript. It's like, well, instead of me putting the template over the next two pages, just go here and download it. Mm -hmm. And so they go there. That's number one. Um, and then, yeah, there is a mention and it is, it's in two places in the entire book um, where I, I reference it. I mean, we've sold, and it's a very specific URL. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, and we sold over, well over 200, I think. And how do you do that in the paperback with the very specific URL? You have a redirect? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, the, the title of the book is Turn Your Passions into Profit. So it was the regular URL forward slash passion mm-hmm. or passions. Yeah. And they can and make did, both work. did your publisher have any issue? Sometimes publishers have an issue with uh, people attracting to their own newsletter yeah. list as opposed to the publishers. No. And this is why uh, I'm not, I'm not endorsing my publisher or I'm just telling you my experience. Um they didn't give a flying crap about that. <laughs> like I, they, I, I could have put like dancing pink elephants in the manuscript. And I think they probably would have signed off on it. I mean, they were amazing. Like they made it sound so much better. Um, I mean, like I heard the guy who did the audio book was my, uh, they picked him. And mm-hmm. and as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, they sent me a sample. And I was like, I know that voice. Oh my gosh. That's the book I'm listening. I'm listening to him right now. He was, he, he narrated a biography of tiger woods. And I'm like, that's the guy. This is guy's Kyle Tate. This is the like, oh my gosh, did they really pick my dream? Like, I just assumed I'd kind of get somebody like a couple notches down. I'm like, this is the guy. He does like 50 books a year. And I was listening to him do it. And I'm going, man, this sounds so polished, mm-hmm. almost too polished. It's not me. You know, it's like bordering on the edge of too good. And so that's them, you know, that's the publisher being amazing. But as far as like whether or not I wanted to put some URLs or, you know, snide references and, you know, sarcastic comments in there, they let me do whatever I wanted to, thankfully. So there's, there's a little sarcasm in there. So if, as we get, as we wrap up, what would be your advice to somebody who doesn't know this whole marketing world, but would love to add people to their list and would love to make money beyond book sales and, and has potentially people they could use as affiliates? What would be your advice? I would do three things. Um, and this is exactly what we did. Because again, what we did was independent. That 30% came from the fact that I have experience. Um, the 70% came was not. So, you know, maybe you will just miss the bestseller list. And I don't know, or maybe you could still hit it um, if you start early enough. Number one, I would follow as many book launches over the next, you know, let's say you're going to, let's say you're planning on launching 15 months from now for the next two months, I would sign up for at least 15 book launches. Um, I would sign up in a few different niches. I might even buy books that you don't even plan on reading just to go through and see what it's like. Take a picture, uh, a screenshot of their landing page. Um, If you look at my landing page for my book and what the landing page looked like for um, our client who launched about a year before, Mark Miller, uh, they're almost exactly the same, just different colors. Mm. (laughs) Why? Because it worked. It converted really well. Why would I reinvent that? Where did the landing page design for Mark Miller came from? It came from when we did Lewis Howes. Where did Lewis Howes came from? It came from when we did Jeff Goins. Where did that come from? It came because we copied it from some other people that we saw. You know, So study book launches, buy a couple things in their funnel, And that's your budget. Like just set aside a thousand dollars for buying books and going through funnels. Like there's no other way around it. You have to do that. Number one, screenshots, record all the emails they send, um, go to, go, um, go to their page and try to exit and see if they have an exit pop-up. Like we had an exit pop-up for a sample chapter. Not only did we end up selling over 300 books from people who downloaded the sample chapter, we added 2000 people to my email list for nothing. You know, it was just extra stuff. So that's number one, just become a student of book launches and and funnels and things like that. Number two, identify that one book. And if you want to identify three, that's fine. And go to Amazon, start creating the spreadsheet. What's the old saying? Dig your well before you're thirsty. Start creating the spreadsheet of potential promotional partners and podcast 
a year and a half in advance, a year in advance, and make that list before you even start reaching out to them. And then thirdly, you got to like follow up, follow up, follow up. You mentioned my team was persistent. It's because we have a rule. Like no is not an accept, uh, no is just, or no response is not an, an acceptable answer. No will accept to some extent. Um, you know, like if you were like, this book is not a good fit for me, I will never promote it. Cool. We're good. You know, don't, no need to follow up, but no response is not an acceptable answer. We will follow up and follow up and follow up and follow up. And, and so we usually follow up 12 to 15 times with prospective <laughs> affiliates. Um, one little tip there, follow up on about an eight to 10 day schedule, not a seven day schedule. So you hit people at different days, you know, and try different times of day and, you know, send an email over the weekend. Sometimes try sending one at four o'clock in the morning. Cause you don't know, maybe they're in Europe four o'clock in the morning where I'm at is probably tea time in Europe. I don't know. I don't know how Europeans operate. I'm just kidding. Um, genius. <laughs> so this follow genius. up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. So again, but it goes back to that first thing. Like you have to become a student of that because if you don't have a good landing page and you don't have a good funnel, you're not going to get good affiliates. Um, so it's, I mean, I hate to say it's like, it's just busting your butt. I mean, I, I personally, my team did 70% of the work and I still probably spent 400 hours on this. It's, I don't know if somebody out there is saying this is easy, then I don't know what they're smoking. Cause it's not easy. Is it worth it down the road? Yeah. Has it been, I'll be honest so far, probably not worth it, but it's your legacy. It's but your lifetime. It is. Yeah. And also from a purely financial standpoint, I think we're only about 30 days away from me going, you know what? I'm glad we did that. <laughs> you know? So gone. yeah, it's like Onyx and Gall asked me like, he, his exact question was, why in the heck did you write this book? Like what a, you have things to do that bring in substantially more money. And I was like, yes, it's the legacy thing. But also I know I have faith that this is going to pay off in the end. And I think we're close, but yeah, it's hard, hard work. And it's a lot of hustle. Okay. And one final question about that. So sure. you say sign up for people's book launches. What if they go, who, what do, should they look at marketers who are going to be especially skilled at that? I would do both. I would do all over the place. Um, you know, I think marketers, yeah. You know, and then you're also, hopefully if you're interested in marketing, you learn something from their book. Um, here's what I would do. I would go to Amazon. And again, Amazon makes this so easy for us. It's stupid. Just look at books coming up. It says the the, what is it? New releases are coming soon or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's also a great way to find people for your podcast, by the way, just a little side note. Cause I've had many guests on my podcast. I had no business having, and it's cause I had a book coming out. Mm -hmm. Authors do irrational things as evidenced by the fact I've done 160 or 70 podcasts, you know, admittedly about 50 of them. I probably could have skipped, mm -hmm. but here's the thing you go there and you look for the, and then you go Google that you go Google that book to find the book website. So this is the website that they're promoting on their podcast or that they're telling people to go to. You may have to even go down a little bit because it might be on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books A Million, you know, and 17 other places before you get down to their book website. You find their book website and you go through it. If that fails, go to their, just their homepage. They're probably featuring the book somewhere relatively close to their top of their homepage or somewhere like that and go through that way. So you can find people who've got a book coming out and then start following them. And, and I'll even do little things like, uh, I, mean, this, I wouldn't do it now, but I did it you know, back in the day when we were getting ready for this. I was like, let me go subscribe to their podcast. And I found a couple of people. I just want to hear, how are they talking about the book? Mm -hmm. What are they doing on their podcast to promote the book? 
I signed up for their email list before I bought the book. So I would, this is another little tip. I signed up for their email list using a different email address than I purchased the book with because I wanted to see how they promoted the book to non buyers, mm-hmm. not just the emails I got after I bought the book. Cause those are going to be different. Yeah. And we created a bit, but just a gigantic swipe file. There was one email in particular. I remember um, that we, for all intents and purposes, to be honest, we stole 70% of that email. I mean, the theme of that email, if you look at them side by side with the email that we sent that our copywriter wrote are almost identical. Uh, very different story because it's my story, not their story. But the, the theme and everything is almost exactly the same. And it came because I did exactly what I said. So make sure you sign up with a different email address so you don't just get the, thanks for buying my book, here's your bonuses emails. And then all their regular emails, you get the, I noticed you haven't bought my book yet. Mm. Uh, That was when we got on the, it was the last day of the pre-order bonuses that we stole. Mm. I would never have gotten that had I not signed up under a different email address. Fascinating. Well, if people want to find out more about you, Are your bonuses still live, even though you're not in the launch? They are, but only, and this is only, I got to find the URL here for you. I think I said it earlier. Um, So passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Anna. So A-N-N-A. If you go to that, that uh, that URL still has some awesome bonuses for your listeners, Anna. Right. Um, right. So make sure to go to that one because if you just go to the store and you know we can buy it at Barnes and Noble, that's great. Then go back there and um, and redeem that there because you'll get those bonuses. So that's the best place to check out the book. And then you know MattMcWilliams.com for all your affiliate marketing needs and wants. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And thanks you guys for listening. I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, please take a few seconds to give the show a rating or review and find out all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.